Hello, everybody. Welcome to SN Off the Shelf. I'm Chloe Riley, Executive Editor of Supermarket News. And today we are joined once again uh, by the amazing Amory Roarink, uh, who is joining us from her firm, 210 Analytics. Um, and today we're talking category updates. Uh, specifically, we're going to be looking at what's going on with meat, seafood, produce, um, you know, as well as where we're at with uh, consumer grocery shopping behavior uh, and kind of how that's been, you know, continued to be affected by inflation. Um, so hi, Amory. Thank you for joining us again. Oh, anytime. And I love our category update. It allows me to be the full research geek that I am. <laughs> you like to really lean into the geek, the geek down here at SN as yes. well. You're welcome here as a geek. Um, okay, so it sounds like we've got, you know, uh, you know, some inconsistency perhaps has been a theme of late, although that also sort of feels like the, the theme of the last three years in some ways. Um, but we've got consumers sort of very much fluctuating between, you know, what, how much, what brand where they purchase groceries, kind of all as a reaction to the impacts of inflation. Um, is that, does that sound right to you? Yeah, and I would also argue that it is inflation. You know, as an industry, we love to look month over month. We love to compare categories. We compare ourselves to eating out. But at the end of the day, most consumers get a raise once a year, if, if that. Um, and that just means that they're not seeing their paychecks go as far as they went last year or the year before, or especially pre-pandemic. I mean, we're looking at prices that are 25 to 30 percent higher now for food and beverages than they were in 2019. So there is tremendous pressure on income due to inflation. But of course, we're also seeing record credit card debt. Um, we're seeing potentially having to pay back those student debts that had been uh, suspended several times over those snap dollars that came out of the economy. So there's just many reasons why there's a lot of pressure on income. In addition, I would argue that it's been going on for so long that nobody's just spending freely, figuring, ah, this is all going to be better in another month or two from now. So that just means that we are seeing a lot of what I would call like conflicting choices in life, right? In a way you would expect, well, that must mean everybody is cooking at home a ton and are constantly buying what is cheap or on promotion. There is some of that happening, but at the same time, uh, sometimes we're just smack out of time. Sometimes we just feel like a little bit of a healthier meal or doing something nice for ourselves. And so all those very conflicting choices are sitting not just within one household, but really within one shopping basket as well. And I would say one of the biggest reasons why we continue to see people splurge a little bit are those special holidays. Hmm. Which, yep, then that's right into my next question, which is, yeah, we, it sounds like in just the last month or so, uh, or last two months, even we saw, we've seen a lot of just the the sales drivers have sort of been some of the holiday event based, you know, the July 4th barbecue, the Amazon prime days. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's been interesting. So sometimes people tell you one thing in a survey and uh, don't quite act the same way. But again and again, when we ask the question, what gets you to open your wallet a little bit further? A lot of times people will say, well, if it's a special occasion, if it's a holiday, if I'm doing something nice for my friends, my family, myself. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So if we go back to the July results, for instance, uh, that first week of July that would reflect the July 4th sales figures is just far bigger than the other July weeks. 
in addition to it is bigger in areas that are a little bit more indulgent. So you see in-store bakery all of a sudden doing really well. You see people spending more on fresh produce, on meats and poultry. Now, when you look a little bit deeper into those trends, what we're seeing is maybe a little bit more grind. So maybe more people made burgers versus uh, steak or ribs or something like that. Um, fresh produce, in fact, invested in price to such an extent that a lot of people bought fresh produce this year, and they actually saw an increase in volume for the entire month of July. And then you're seeing things like crab, for instance, that came down tremendously much in price, and retailers are really leaning into those opportunities and putting on completely self-invented occasions, crab day, or maybe have a big crab holiday for the 4th of July, which has traditionally really been that grilling holiday. And because of it, we're actually seeing big, big spikes in volume sales for items like crab, even lobster, bacon is getting back up there. Um, but not in all cases are we able to offset that gap that is left by deflation. So we are seeing some light at the end of the tunnel if those prices are able to come down um, but we're not quite seeing that demand move the way we would expect, given the levels of deflation in some areas. And I want to go back to the produce, because it sounds like, um, I think from your the report that you had, it was uh, from July, we had, from the second time this year, fresh produce moved more pounds than year ago levels. I think July, fresh produce sales were, were at $6.2 billion. Um, what, 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 are, what are we seeing there with produce? You know, I think the interesting thing about produce is that um, you're never fighting people to say eat more fresh produce. You know, there is that automatic health connotation. Fresh produce is healthy. Eating healthy is fresh produce. Um, but what people bring up a lot is, well, it's it costs more. And that's a perception, not always a reality. Um, there's also more work, perhaps, or it goes bad. So there's many reasons that people come up with why they do not buy fresh produce. And in their defense, you know, their prices had been going up, but produce is actually one of the areas with below average inflation, in fact, deflation in many areas. And what we saw in July is that the produce department really invested in deep, deep discounts. And that is not something that we've been seeing across all the departments. So we are seeing promotions come back. We're not seeing the depth of the promotions that we used to have. So those prices, even when promoted, are still sitting far above the levels that we had the year before or even two years ago. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people always have the certain numbers in their mind, right? I should be able to buy four or six ears of corn for a dollar. And oh, look at this. There's just two for a dollar. You know, it's cheaper than it was. It's still not the price point that I'm going to move on. And so those are the kinds of things, and especially in a department like produce, where there's a lot of routine purchases, a lot of items with very high household penetration, where people have those numbers in their heads, um, that just really makes it important to every once in a while run those aggressive price points. And that's where, we're, where we really saw that pay off in a nice jump in volume. So people are just, you know, they want the deals, they want the deals. And then like we talked about at the beginning, people also want to sometimes want to treat themselves and splurge in the same basket. So it's kind of really about being mindful of both of those sort of purchase intents from people. Yeah, and You know, what's really interesting is, you know, gas prices are still elevated a little bit, but the deals have become such an important part of life that we're actually 
see in people shop more than 10 times more often than they do in a typical year. So they are chasing the deals. They are moving their dollars around. And if you look at the dollar distribution across, say, supermarkets, super centers, clubs, um, limited assortment stores, et cetera, we're actually seeing a lot of the dollars moving around with Walmart being one of the big beneficiaries of the current environment and really um, upping their market share in virtually all the different categories out there. Henry, when is Walmart not the beneficiary of the current environment? I feel like they are the beneficiary often of almost every environment. It, it sure seems that all the press releases I've been uh, seeing here lately, whether it's online sales or um, even general merchandise, uh, health and beauty care, groceries, you name it. Um, but one stat that really stood out to me this year when I was looking at our meat research earlier in the year was that uh, super centers, Walmart, uh, for a long time under-indexed for meat, meaning you know they didn't have their fair share in meat dollars compared to some of the other grocery categories. And what we saw this year was that they actually had an above average share compared to their share of groceries. So that really shows that with the right price points, quality, taste, advertising, promotions, you name it, uh, they were able to really change that share around. And that's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's great. I feel like they're also investing in meat too, kind of. Uh, I feel like I remember that from a year or so ago now that they're they're sort of investing in having their own meat, uh, you know, like distribution center, or they're going to be kind of producing their own meat on the site as well. So yeah, all that something we'll have to keep an eye on then. Um, and it sounds like it sounds like we're seeing some deflation within dairy too right now. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, some would argue our eggs in dairy, yes or no, in our um, universe, they are. And of course, um, as you, we probably even talked about it last year, you know, it was the incredible price of eggs uh, last year that were up 60, 70%, some weeks, uh, even more than that. And they're really starting to come down. So dairy, by and large, in terms of dollars, was really driven by that egg inflation and now deflation. Um, what was really interesting to me about eggs is, and it really is a testimony to how important they are to the American culture and, and cuisine, was that even during the times where we saw prices up 60, 70 percent, we still had almost flat units. So the number of, of boxes of eggs, cartons of eggs that were sold. Um, and, and now, same thing. But of course, when you're coming down from that 60% inflation, the dollars are not going to look pretty for a while. But there are some real powerhouses there um, in dairy. Natural cheese, for instance, uh, continues to grow on units and volumes. So there is uh, something to say about people pulling back in those staples and into those meals that they um, know their family are going to like, are going to bring them nutrition. And that's uh, a lot of that what's fueling the sales right now. In the meat department, for instance, we're seeing grinds do really well. Um, ground beef, of course, has the 80, 85% of total sales, but we're also seeing growth in things like ground lamb, ground uh, bison, ground chicken, ground turkey, what have you. So it's really, people still want their variety, but that grind product is really allowing them to have the variety, but at a price point that is favorable to them right now. Oh, super interesting. Super interesting on the lamb grind too. That's not something I would have, um, I would have thought does not feel like actually a super American thing to trend towards. So it's very interesting. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, Emery, anything else and any other trends, anything we should be uh, watching out for as uh, we're, I know you're getting close to revealing your, your August uh, kind of monthly category report, but uh, anything else on your mind you want to talk about? Yeah, August, I think will be interesting. Of course, no uh, major holidays there. So we'll have to see how an everyday month stacks up uh, against those several months that we've had with big holidays in there. Um, back to school is an interesting one that drives some big trends in things like fruit snacks and other items that tend to go into lunch boxes quite a bit. Um, in all, I feel like the consumer optimism is improving just a little bit. We're seeing that in the numbers as well. Um, perhaps the leveling off of the prices is something where maybe we are taking a collective deep sigh to think that maybe, maybe better times are ahead. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, the, the importance of, of investing in price, hot promotions continues to be seen in the numbers. Great. I, lo I love ending on the note of better times ahead because I know everybody wants that. So end on a note of hope. Uh, and Amory, what's the, what's the best way for our listeners to find your quarterly reports? Um, ping me anytime. I'd say the easiest way to find me is always on LinkedIn. We do these every month across a wide variety of categories and the more people we share with the better. So reach on out. Wonderful. Yeah. And everybody, if you haven't seen Emery's LinkedIn category reports, do yourself a favor, go find her. Emery Roaring, check them out now. They're great. Smart, bite-sized, funny, peppered with emojis, um, just really sharp category takeaways. Uh, very delightful to read. So um, Emery, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to help us break down these category trends. And thanks again for joining us again today. We can't wait to have you back. All right. Thanks so much. See you soon. 